0: A rich man's world, I have turned the of this beauty. Beautiful... Hello, and welcome to Seeds of Self, a podcast for daughters disrupting generational cycles. I'm your host, Chelsea, coach, mentor, and founder of Seed Space, a community that explores the intersections between identity, culture, and well being. With a focus on empowering a more inclusive approach to contemporary wellness, our mission is to support the rising and thriving of all women, beyond conditioning imposed through patriarchal, colonial, and capitalist culture. Join us week to week for candid conversations, deep diving on all things spirituality, psychology, self-development, business in the wellness industry, and more. If our content resonates, it'd mean the world if you could give us a rating or share with a friend. Okay, thank you so much for being here. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Seeds of Self podcast. If you are new here, if it's the first time tuning in, welcome. I am Chelsea. I am the host. How is everyone doing? Happy New Year. This is the first episode that I'm recording for 2024. A little life update from my side. I am currently back in snowy Berlin, which is a big contrast from the last month I spent in Australia, but I'm enjoying my cozy winter hibernation mode being back here in the Northern Hemisphere. Although I do identify as being quite extroverted and find myself feeling recharged from being in the company of others, well, the right people, of course. Some of you might not know, but I'm also secretly a homebody. I love, love, love being cozy at home. Fresh flowers, fresh linens, candles, mood lighting, house slippers. This is very much my vibe most of the time. If you see me over on Seed Space's Instagram stories now and then, rest assured that my bottom half consists mostly of pyjamas or some variation of house clothes and definitely fluffy house slippers. The last month for me has really, as travel generally does, being away from my creature comforts and my routine has really had me craving just Being a little bit more in that hermit kind of space, I have been socializing so, so much with a lot of friends and family over the Christmas period, lots of plans, lots of catch ups, small trips here and there. I feel very, very full and grateful to have had a lot of moments of quality time with people that I love, that I don't get to see super often as part of my day to day but I am so ready to just embrace a little bit of introvert for a while. <laughs> Let's see how long it lasts. Also, as a sensitive being, big travel across continents, climates, time zones, which when you reflect on it, how wildly unnatural for us humans to be moving across all of these in like the span of 20 or so hours, I'm always feeling like super disoriented. Usually, however, I only kind of allow myself this short period to adapt and kind of force myself to get back into the flow of things as soon as possible. When I go back to Australia, it's December, so it's summer there. It's Christmas time. I'm reuniting with people that I don't see very often. There's a lot of excitement, so I don't like to spend too much time, let's say, uh adjusting and then when i come back to europe it's january and with january comes that new year new me energy the new routines the you know new habits the goal setting but this year's been very different this time around i've actually consciously allowed myself to slow the fuck down and Embrace slowness in a way that my body has been craving. I've been taking a lot of rest, a lot of naps, being super gentle and not packing too much onto my plate. Just really allowing space to ease back into life, into routine, into rhythm at a much slower pace. And that is actually the inspiration behind today's episode. It's going to be a light short and gentle reminder that slowness is resistance. Now, for a lot of you in the community, I know that you are all familiar with the whole boss babe era very much being phased out, right? Hustle culture, this being this kind of toxic manifestation of capitalism and the patriarchy and depending on what circles we move in we're also starting to see a lot more of these messages in our social feeds right the soft girl era on tiktok for example is a perfect highlight of this if you're unfamiliar it's uh, basically this trend that blew up uh whereby girls began highlighting uh what it means to reclaim softness slowness and gentle living and i think for women especially it's kind of a transitionary period that we have been going through the rise of feminism really brought about this kind of fixation on the independent woman the empowered woman the woman that can do it all which obviously was in response to so much history of women being oppressed in this in this way right Uh, not having the autonomy to develop any sort of financial independence or any yeah freedom around uh, decision making without checking with their husbands or their fathers but we're in a new wave and what i really want to highlight in this episode is that while many of us are aware and are conscious and have the intellectual knowledge about how these systems and these structures and you know the influences of capitalism don't actually serve us are not healthy for us there's a very big difference between knowing understanding intellectually versus actually embodying that piece of deconditioning all of these layers of imprinting right of glamorizing output and results and doing and showing up and achieving and for me in my personal journey this has been something that I've been working a lot on especially last year with starting to lean more into my feminine energy and for those of you who aren't aware feminine and masculine energy they don't necessarily refer to gender per se but it's rather qualities and characteristics and traits like being more soft being more gentle learning to receive creating playing resting these are all feminine right whereas masculine is rather associated with the doing With the structure, with providing. And the last year for me has very much been a struggle with learning to unapologetically and guilt free embrace what it means to actually rest. So I grew up as a high-performing eldest daughter in an immigrant household, right, that really celebrated achievement and placed a lot of explicit and implicit value on productivity. And it was wild for me to recognize that although I'd done so much work in therapy and, you know, even a lot of self-work, the work that I do here with Seed Space, I have known on an intellectual level, how deeply ingrained capitalism and the patriarchy are, right? But still, there have been, I would say that they're less now in this area, because I I feel that I'm able to rest finally. (laughs) But that aspect of guilt has been quite prominent. And I'm curious if any of you resonate with this, right? What has your relationship been like with Knowing on an intellectual level the ways that your conditioning plays out culturally, societally versus actually being able to embody resistance toward that conditioning, particularly when it comes to rest and slowness. And something that I'd really like to highlight here is that rest is also a privilege if you identify as someone who has a marginalized identity perhaps, you know, immigrant background like myself, you know, I grew up with both my parents working full time, right? There was a need to make ends meet in our family. So rest, of course, became a secondary priority. Actually, I wouldn't even say it was a priority, but it was secondary. So just to really highlight the element of privilege at play. But speaking generally to the Seed Space community and to you, if you're tuning into this podcast, I'm assuming that you do have the privilege, right, to tap into rest and slowness in your life in whatever variation or form that may take. What is your relationship like with it, right? Do you identify as being a hyper-independent woman? What are the women around you like, What conditioning did you observe from your female role models? What are your girlfriends like, right? A lot of my girlfriends are very independent. We all have thriving careers. There's a lot of this kind of boss babe energy. Over the last years, of course, we have been deconditioning this. But there's also an element of being hyper-responsible that also came from our home environments from growing up in family structures that taught us from a very young age to be hyper-responsible, right? Where being soft and gentle and slow wasn't anything that we actually learned. It wasn't safe to be that way. I saw a quote on Instagram. Thank you, algorithm. (laughs) by someone called Nicola Jane Hobbs and this quote pretty much summarizes everything that I've been sharing so perfectly and it goes growing up I never knew a relaxed woman successful women yes productive women plenty anxious and afraid and apologetic women heaps of them but relaxed women at ease women Women who aren't afraid to take up space in the world. Women who prioritise rest and pleasure and play. Women who give themselves unconditional permission to relax without guilt, without apology, without feeling like they need to earn it. I'm not sure I've ever met a woman like that, but I would like to become one. I would like us all to become one. <sighs> This quote really was just so profound. I think I read it uh, while I was navigating that whole learning to get comfortable in my feminine energy piece of my journey. And it really reflected much of my childhood experience with observing my mum play this, yeah, independent, empowered woman in, in my household environment, right? She worked full time. She still works full time doing all of the things looking after our social calendar being attuned to my brother and my emotional states with managing the emotional labor providing like our meals making sure the fridge was stocked with the food that we actually liked you know my father did things but i wouldn't say that labor was split 50/50 but he definitely wasn't one of those dads that did absolutely nothing so credit there but Still, I grew up watching my mom be or play the role of the woman that could do it all, right? Now she's in her mid-60s and I definitely see the impacts of that and how that has slowly eroded her life force energy, so to say, because it's exhausting, right? I'm exhausted. You're probably exhausted listening to this maybe. I mean, from... My analytics, I see a lot of the listeners of this podcast range between 20 to late 30s. If that is you, if you fall within that category, how fucking tiring is it having lived your life up until that point being the independent woman doing? Let's talk a little bit about rest and how we can start to unapologetically claim that more. And really claim that because, as I said, there's a clear difference between knowing these concepts in our head, knowing about the conditioning that we've imprinted, but then actually embodying change is so difficult, right? And a lot of the work here at Seed Space is all about that deconditioning, right? It's all about that generational cycle breaking. So, how can we actually do that when it comes to? giving ourselves the permission to live softly, to be slow, you definitely don't need jet lag (laughs) like I have right now to tap into this. So I wanted to share with you, in case it offers any inspiration, some small but very tangible ways that As of late, I have been enjoying, like thoroughly enjoying being slow and resting and giving myself that unapologetic permission to actually just do nothing. So a couple of things. First one that I have been exploring, and it might sound a little bit random, but bear with me, is taking the time to slow down my mornings with a cooked, savory Breakfast. Now, this one might not resonate with you, but let me elaborate a little bit on why it has been so effective for me and really framing my day with the right gentle energy. So, growing up, breakfast was mostly eaten on the go. My parents were busy. Food was always made and healthy food as well, but it was always in a rush. So, As I mentioned, both my parents worked full time. They would be driving us to school. It was always a rush. I'm someone that really appreciates conscious eating, sitting down, actually enjoying the food. I love when my plate is really beautiful, like the food is placed in a way that is aesthetically pleasing, not just, you know, eating oats on the go or carrying some toast with a banana. With a smoothie in your smoothie cup. Of course, there's times and places. <laughs> um, and that's not to say that I'm never rushing my breakfast now, even. But over the last couple of weeks, I've really just given myself that time in the morning to prepare a hot, savory, cooked breakfast. And I was writing about it in my journal the other day, and it's so simple, right? And a little bit random too. But I actually feel like for me, breakfast is one of the ultimate forms of self care, especially a savory breakfast. There's a lot of research around women and our hormones, and how having sweet breakfasts in the morning isn't great for our, our sugar levels. If you're interested in that, I would really encourage you to do some research and see if you notice a difference in your nervous system and how your energy is in the morning when you eat savory. But this has been a big game changer for me. So allowing myself to cook a slow breakfast, to eat it mindfully and to start that as one of my first things in the day. Let's switch it up to nighttime now. The second thing that I have been doing to unapologetically embrace my soft girl, slow-living era is reading novels before bed. So I've always been a big fan of my nighttime rituals, even more so than the morning, I would say. But they usually compromise off warm showers, skincare, and reading. But I am a big non-fiction reader. So all the self-help books, all the psychology books, I'm always learning something new, right? Particularly in that self-development space. And last year, I decided to take a short pause and committed to only reading novels. And I have to say that I am absolutely loving it. I actually get excited to go into bed and go into bed early at night so that I can pick up my novels. And, of course, it's important to find good books, ones that give you that kind of feeling. I can share what I'm reading right now. If you are a book lover, perhaps you have seen this book um, in your local bookstore. Uh, I know in Berlin we have a really great local Bookstore that I personally love. Shout out to She Said Books. This is not affiliated, but if you want to sponsor Seeds of Self, please reach out. It is an intersectional, inclusive, Flinter bookstore. So if you are Berlin based, I definitely encourage you to check that out. But I'm reading Cleopatra and Frankenstein by Coco Mellors, or Mellors. I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. But a great romance novel. One of my goals for this year actually as part of my quest to reconnect with my cultural heritage is to even further niche down my reading to novels written by Southeast Asian women. So if you have any recommendations, send them my way. If you're interested in maybe being part of a book club and joining me, With my reading goals, then also let me know. Uh, Maybe if there's enough of you, I will start something officially. But reading novels before bed has also really allowed me to just be so much slower in the evenings and allow my brain to kind of switch off without needing to learn uh, before bed. Another one that I am consciously integrating as part of my routine. And this is one that I absolutely cannot believe that I've not been doing. It's actually crazy, but allowing blank space for no stimuli. And I'm someone who is always listening to podcasts usually, or I have music on in the background, even so when I'm in the shower, maybe it's just a You know, a healing sounds playlist, uh, as an example, it's not necessarily, you know, music, music, but there's always something going on. Uh, maybe an audio book, my background is usually full and I try to fill every moment. Um, So, you know, if I have a break in between another appointment, maybe I'll use that time to like reply to a friend or listen to a voice note or, you know, listen to a short podcast episode, read a quick chapter of my book. Allowing space to just do nothing has also been such a nice way to just be present and be slow and be gentle. And I'm actually doing this when I have my breakfast. So just imagine me with my savory cooked breakfast sitting there in silence eating. (laughs) That's literally what my mornings as of late have looked like with a nice scented candle, you know, looking out the window. uh, Hopefully, I mean, Berlin has been quite nice lately with A couple of blue skies which always helps but as soon as the weather is appropriate i will be doing this on my balcony so what do we have so far cooked savory breakfasts in the morning and allowing them to be slow and intentional reading and reading novels before bed allowing blank space with absolutely no stimuli Cycle syncing is another one. This one's not new for me. I've been doing it for, I don't know, maybe three years, I'm going to say, an estimate. If you're unfamiliar with what cycle syncing is and you are someone who menstruates, this is a practice whereby you adjust your lifestyle activities in a way that honours which phase you are in of your cycle. A lot of us, uh, well, many of us grow up not knowing anything about our cycles, right? We learn about the period and that's kind of it. But there are four different phases and each of those phases are very much like different seasons. And once you learn to kind of live in accordance with them, like anything, there are periods of uh, slowness like winter, for example, And you learn how to kind of manage your energy accordingly. And that's actually been really helpful with the whole unapologetic and guilt-free rest because you learn what your body needs and what your body is actually going through on a hormonal level and how to cater your day-to-day to to actually honour that and honour what rest is needed at a particular time. So cycle syncing is another one I have also and maybe I'm gonna regret sharing this in real time (laughs) but I have cut out coffee from my diet. I am a matcha girl now. I've always enjoyed a nice matcha but yeah, I wanted to experiment a little bit with it, uh, with not having coffee. I never felt like I was someone who was necessarily addicted. Maybe I would have one oat cappuccino a day. That's it. But I just wanted to experiment with something new. And I have to say that the whole ceremonial aspect of creating a matcha in and of itself is slowness, right? It's presence and just allowing myself to create a warm nourishing drink that is also delicious in the mornings is such a beautiful way for me anyway to embrace more of that slowness and that gentleness into my day-to-day so These are a couple of the ways that i am playing around over the last couple of weeks and i hope to carry into the rest of my year that support me in embracing my soft girl era in embracing what it means to really energetically embody being slow and not feeling guilty for it right And I hope that my little micro routine adjustments have sparked some inspiration on how you can also slow down. I feel, yeah, that it's very personal as well. As I said before, you have to find things that actually motivate you to make these kind of changes that excite you to make certain adjustments, right? You know, when I first started learning about like capitalism, I think I was like 18 and we watched a documentary at university. So I started to get an understanding about, you know, how unhealthy hustle culture is and rush and productivity and output and the need for all of these things. But actually understanding how to take that knowledge and information and make tweaks to your day to day experience to not perpetuate these cycles is a gap that I hope to fill through the Seed Space community through talking about these topics. So if you are inspired in any way or if you have other ways that you consciously slow down in your day-to-day, please do share them. I always love hearing from you over on the Seed Space Instagram. How will you invite more slowness into your day-to-day? I actually challenge you to think about three ways three, right? Really, really simple. Three ways you can stick to and practice being in your soft girl era every day in the next week. And while you're doing these practices or these activities or whatever it might look like for you, take a picture, tag me on Instagram. If you feel called to, of course, if you prefer to have that as a private moment, then honor that. Send me a message and let's get the community really starting off their year in the softest, most gentle way possible. If you have a girlfriend who you know is rather in her empowered, independent phase and you think she could benefit from slowing down a little, share this episode with her and I can't wait to hear from you. Okay, loves, until next week, have a great rest of the day, rest of the night, wherever you are tuning in from. So much love. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for tuning in and being part of this movement. I hope this episode left you feeling inspired, supported, and seen in your journey. If our content resonates, it'd mean the world if you could share with a friend, subscribe, or give us a rating. If you're curious about working together or would simply like to share your thoughts or any other feedback, links are in the show notes of how to best get in touch. Until then, so much love to wherever you're listening in from. Bye-bye.